This one's my favorite. So it's going to be too expensive. I personally subscribe to the belief that price is never an objection. Value is an objection. So they don't feel like the price that you are charging is uh, equates to the value of the product or the value of the solution that you have brought to the table. This is the Full Stack Sales Pro. So today we're going to be talking about the secrets uh, for handling the four most common sales objections that you're going to hear. Uh, subscribe on YouTube or whatever podcast platform that you guys are listening on. Uh, but first, let's talk about what they are. What are the four most common sales objections that you'll probably hear on your sales call or within your sales career at some point? Um, the first one is not interested. The second one is they don't have trust. They don't have any trust with us. Uh, third one, too expensive, which is one of my favorite ones to talk about. And then the fourth one is going to be the time commitment and not having enough to, to really learn through this. Um, but let's start with the first one, not interested. Uh, this is one that we should vet as early on in the phone call as possible. Um, ideally, if you have a really dialed in marketing team, uh, you shouldn't have a ton of this. Um, because they should be doing a lot of the, the friction and make sure they're targeting the correct people and those kinds of things. But one of the first questions that we ask is what brought you here? What got you interested in XYZ product, uh, XYZ service, whatever that is. Um, so we do need to have a good understanding of why they are here in the first place, um, which should be really like one of the first one to maybe three questions that we ask outside of rapport. Uh, so you should be able to identify that really early on. Um, if for whatever reason, the person that you are uh, talking to is not interested, the product or service that you have uh, isn't quite what they're looking for or going to be able to solve their problem, um, please defer them out. Please go ahead and let them know that. We do want to make sure we practice ethics on the sales side. So if our product or service is not going to fix what it is that they're looking for, uh, we do want to make sure that we refer that out. Um, what that's also going to do, though, is just build a lot of trust. Um, when you are able to do that. And it's an excellent opportunity uh, to ask for a referral at that point. Um, so, hey, I know that this product or service isn't quite going to fix the problem that you're looking for or whatever it is that you're dealing with. Um, so I would look at this alternative service uh, that may be closer. But do you know of anybody who my product or service may be a really good fit for? Um, it will allow you to capitalize on all of your conversations, uh, as well as take care of the people who have entrusted in us as the salespeople to take care of them. So that's the first one. Uh, that one should be fairly easy to move through. Um, but if they are saying that they're not interested and our product or service is a perfect fit for them, as salespeople, we need to take ownership of that. If they are not interested in solving their problem and we have not identified a big enough problem, built a big enough gap or value, that's on us. So uh, make sure that we are talking to them about their problem, building urgency, creating the gap uh, to be able to help people you know, really solve and commit to action to get to where they want to go at the end of the day. So that's the first one. Second one is no trust. Anybody on the internet, you guys are going to experience this, right? There is so much stuff out there on the internet 
And unfortunately, there's also a lot of garbage on the internet as well. Um, so our buyers now are pretty sophisticated. Uh, they do research online. Um, they're going to you know, look up the product or service. They're gonna do their due diligence on you. Um, so if you, you know, have that, you know, so many people on the internet, uh, why would you ever trust me? Um, our job is to build that trust. So as salespeople, we need to take that on and just run into it head, head on uh, because it is going to be the most important part of the sales process. Nobody is ever going to buy anything from you unless they have one of three things and ideally all three. They need to know, like, or trust you and ideally all three of those. Um, so we want to build that throughout the course of the call. And the way that we do that is by understanding their situation and communicating that we understand their situation back to them. Um, so the way that we do that is through affirmation. Hey, if I'm hearing you right, are you saying this is what you're going through? Yes. Having that commitment and feeling heard is a huge part of building trust, as well as allowing them to do their due diligence. So if you have uh, any kind of content or things like that that you can send them after completing your consult um, to continue to build that trust, uh, please have those things ready. Some kind of archive links, videos uh, of other people or testimonials or those kinds of things to get the social proof um, to help build that trust. Uh, so trust is going to be very, very important. Nobody will buy anything from you if they don't trust you. So that will be an objection that you hear. And we just have to meet a head on, understand where they're coming from, say, hey, I get it. I totally get it. Why on earth would you trust me? I'm just some guy on the internet. Uh, make light of that situation, but then allow them to really display why it is that they have that lack of trust. Maybe they've been burned in the past, right? We can't ever make any of those assumptions. So the way that we build that trust is through questions and being able to help identify and show the prospects that we know what they're going through, okay? So that's gonna be number two, no trust. Number three, this one's my favorite. So it's gonna be too expensive. I personally subscribe to the belief that price is never an objection. Value is an objection. So they don't feel like the price that you're charging is uh, equates to the value of the product or the value of the solution that you have brought to the table. An example, a lot of high ticket programs start in the $10,000 range. Um, for a lot of people, $10,000 is nothing to sniff at as a large sum of money, but you know, that is what is going to propel them into you know, future them, them version 2.0, to be able to help get that return on investment. But if we look at $10,000 and we zoom out and there's no context to it, $10,000 seems like a lot of money. If I were to say, hey, I have this pen, this pen is $10,000. It writes just like a normal pen. Nobody's going to be lining up outside of my building or my business to buy this because it's overpriced because the value of this pen does not match the price of $10,000. Now, let me give you a alternative example. Say I pull up in a brand new, you know, 2022 Ferrari, pull up outside keys in hand. And I say, Hey, this Ferrari is only $10,000. Now it is very different. People will go find that $10,000. They'll get resourceful. They'll go to the bank. They'll go do whatever it is that they need to do to acquire that money to be able to get the Ferrari. Because the perceived value of the Ferrari is so much greater than $10,000. So price at that point in time is not the objection. Price on your product is not the objection. 
If somebody says it's too expensive, they're actually saying the value of what I am paying for does not equate to the purchase price that you are giving me, which means, again, as salespeople, we need to take ownership of that. If we're getting a price objection, that means that our value stack and our uh, storytelling to the prospect to actually solve their problem isn't there. So we need to be able to make sure that we build that value so that when we get to the very end, price is never going to be an objection. The value of the product is the objection. Okay, so that's going to be number three. And then the final one, we're going to round it out, is going to be number four. Number four is no time. So this one is also one of my favorites. I'm sure you guys hear this all the time, not only on sales calls, but just from your friends, family, uh, whenever you make plans, oh, I don't have time, I'm busy, you know, this kind of hustle bustle of life and hustle culture that is really built, uh, you know, over the past few years. Um, no time, I think, is a bunch of baloney. Everybody has time. Uh, we prioritize the things that we have time for. Um, if it's something that is a priority, I will make time. Uh, if it's not a priority, all of a sudden my time disappears, right? Our prospects are the same way. So we need to make sure that this is important enough for them to make time for it. So when I was talking about the value on being too expensive, having no time is the exact same objection. We are not building enough value for them to invest the time or take time away from another piece or area of their life to invest into what's going to make them 2.0. So if you're getting a I don't have enough time objection, that is the same value objection that you're getting on it's too expensive. So we need to make sure that we are building the value um, so that people find time. Great way of walking through this is what we call a time audit. Uh, if you ever have somebody just audit the time that they have available in their life, how they spend it, I bet you can probably find quite a few hours throughout the course of a week, let alone a month, let alone a year that we can dedicate to building a skill, being able to take that on uh, and get to version 2.0. So a lot of these, not interested, no trust, too expensive, no time. All of these have a core um, problem or derivative of value. So as salespeople, we just need to make sure that we are bringing the highest value to our clients, the highest value of service to them, uh, and making sure that we're taking care of them, meeting them each and every step of the way, understanding their end goal, and challenging them to take the correct action steps to get there. I hope this helps. Uh, please let me know if you guys need anything. Leave comments below. We'd love to engage with y'all. Uh, and please let us know if you need anything else. See you guys.